0: Welcome to the Great American Sports Betting Show, the show where we give you the real deal inside scoop on what's really going on in the world of sports betting. And now, without further ado, your host, Evan Wallace. What is good, everyone? Welcome back to the Great American Sports Betting Show. I am your host, Evan, a.k.a. The Black james bond with us today as always is our producer extraordinaire cyprian francis aka sip hop sip what's really good with you bro
1: what's good what's good evo you know week five of quarantine we do have some sports to talk about so that's exciting
0: that is right that is right but before we get into that uh i must wish you a happy belated 420 my man um that was monday today is wednesday it's today wednesday or tuesday sometimes these days uh fade into each other it's It's wednesday Wednesday. yeah it's wednesday (laughs) okay good how was your 420 did you celebrate out there i did not
1: uh, no no like every day is 420 for me so i didn't really find it special
0: (laughs) ah yeah that's what happens when you get old ladies and gentlemen Uh, i feel the same way so um that's what that is now ladies and gentlemen if you are listening please uh, check us out on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also uh, email the show at sports betting pod us at gmail.com. Should you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you just want to go ahead and uh, cuss me out, uh, go ahead and shoot it at the email. Um, a quick note, uh, just, I don't know if it was today or, or yesterday, but uh, the mayor of Las Vegas went ahead and, uh, got on CNN and, and caused of some viral clips uh, as she, you know, kind of duelled it out with uh, with Anderson Cooper. So, did you get a chance to to see that?
1: I just saw the headlines, and you know, I'm rooting for Vegas to open. So, I just, you know, reshared it basically.
0: Yeah, well, you know, um, the mayor's not sugarcoating shit. You know, like we have a long, long road ahead of us. Um, and, you know, a lot of what we do is, um, you know, has, pertains to how everybody else is doing, right? Um, you know, without the economy being open, without, you know, jobs and, and businesses being ran, people aren't going to be coming to Vegas as much. The convention business has already suffered, and the mayor's just kind of calling it like it is. Now, whether or not she had a couple cocktails before, before noon, you know, who knows? But uh, I know one thing, if, if there's any mayor in the country that should be allowed to have a couple cocktails and come on national TV uh, talking a little tipsy. It should be a uh, uh, mayor, Carolyn Goodman. Now um, right or wrong. Who knows? I don't know. I'll let them figure it out. As Sid mentioned earlier, we do have sports to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, it's been a long road to get here, uh, but we do start to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, unfortunately for NBA, You know, there is no light for that tunnel, I don't think, for this year. um, That seems to be a wrap. I don't think we'll see NBA. MLB, I do believe, might be the first sport to come back. I actually just put out a tweet um, on my Twitter, at World Tweets, no O-W-R-L-D tweets. I said that MLB should play a shortened season this year and then they should stick to that for the rest of the remaining of MLB. 162 games is way too long. Um, I think you would agree, Sip, 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 uh, already into the sports, and MLB's probably at the bottom of the list, ain't it?
1: Without a doubt.
0: (laughs) So, MLB, if you're listening, listen. Take this opportunity, shorten the season. Most of your games are played without fans anyway, so it ain't like that's going to be a big deal. Uh, That's not a big adjustment. Play half the season without fans until you can have fans again. Nobody really cares about it until uh, October anyway. So hopefully they'll take that chance to do what's right. Um, NFL, uh, we have the draft coming up tomorrow, actually. And so with that said, um, we're actually going to have our uh, NFL draft Uh, coordinator correspondent joe browder join us today here in a little bit um and then also big in the sports world is the uh, last dance the um, chicago bulls documentary series on espn kind of documenting what happened in their final season lots to talk about it so we're going to get into that but first and foremost let's go ahead and bring in our nfl correspondent uh, Joe Browder, actually I've known Joe for quite some time He's coming to us straight from Jacksonville, Florida um, Let's see if we can get Joe here on the line Yep, first off, I'm going to hit you guys with a
2: Duval
0: <laughs> Duval you County,
2: ladies and gentlemen, of we're, course We're out here, you know, hanging out Second of all, I'm going to start off Don't ever, you know, don't down my MLB <laughs> Don't down your MLB don't do you have a the MLB there?
0: Do you do you have a problem with me saying that they should shorten the season?
2: Yeah, I think I, it'll it should be shortened. Yeah, I, this year forever or what? Uh, no, no, no. So you have a uh, a it baseball
0: traditionalist. Yes, no, for the listeners out there, Joe is Mister Joe America. Uh, you know what I mean, coming straight out of Florida, wants everything to be American like apple pie. That means not messing with uh, baseball. We'll get into that a little bit later. But, um, Joe, first of all, coming to us from, from Jacksonville, Florida, Florida has been in the news recently. First and foremost, uh, how's everything for you out there in quarantine land? And, 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 and how's Florida
2: dealing with the uh, whole shutdown? You know, it's doing, it's, it's, uh, it's doing OK. You know, it's it's a it's an adjustment. Um, mm mm-hmm you know people trying to work from home and you know it's it's one of those things that uh we kind of just got to go with and see what happens Mm -hmm. um you know i i I work in the construction industry so i still uh you know i'm still out there working there
0: you go very good very good now um so to let everybody know uh joe actually so back in the day vegas back in the day in vegas joe used to run with me so joe Tell the people a little bit about your time in Vegas and and what it was like running with with your boy Evo out there uh, in Vegas back in the day.
2: Absolutely. So I uh, I came out on vacation, uh, chased a girl, you know, <laughs> well, my fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I ended up beating my man Evo, who, uh, you know, me and him hit it off off real, and uh, and he he put me on, he put me in the you clubs. Did. He he showed me the way. He showed me. How to how to hustle every day? How to get money? How to just get it
0: done? How to live in Las Vegas? My man, my man, and you. And not only did you uh, soak in every bit of it, but also you know spreaded your own wings uh, after a little bit. After I, I stepped away for a little bit and and uh, did your own thing. Now the most amazing thing, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is that um, while he was there, and Joe ended up creating the most beautiful baby girl, Brooke, my mm. little niece. Who was um, who was it created basically uh, in my house, right? Yeah. Right, right? So
2: that's your uh, red. Uh, red. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that's that's a a, a cool story. You know, that's Maluni. She's a, a beautiful a little girl. How
2: old is Brooke these days? I miss you. I, I'm sorry. I missed that. Yeah. How old is Brooke right now? She's six. Um, yeah, I just obviously I just, school's canceled. She's yeah. she like, she uh started kindergarten. Uh, yeah. you know we're doing the homeschool thing now, so she'll be in first grade. She's moving to first grade. She's a Halloween baby. So, so she'll be she's, a,
0: this year. she's a Halloween baby. She was actually, um, what do they call that when you have the baby? She she was. um she was created in my house, but I didn't actually get a chance to meet her until yeah. last year. What was it? This last year in Jackson, I was in Jacksonville, and we well, No, we you can't, no, new, new Year's, New Year's. Oh, that's right.
2: Florida, Florida State National Championship. Shout
0: that out. Two thousand. When, when, when she was younger, right? Okay, yeah, that's right. But and then I just recently uh, saw saw you guys out in Jacksonville. We went to Dave and Buster's and tore yep, it up over had there. Blast, had a blast. For for sure now, you um, if you're looking for Joe, you can find him on uh, Twitter at Ultra Sports Joe. He'll give his takes a little bit and uh, mostly focuses a lot of his attention on on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Joe, is that your your NFL team and, and who do you like for, for football NFL or NCAA football? Yeah, I mean
2: I'm a I'm a diehard Jags fan, diehard Florida State, diehard Seminole.
0: You know? Now the great thing about having Joe on the show is that um, if anybody out there knows a Jags fan in real life, or if you have a friend of a Jags fan, every single year uh, since I've known Joe, uh, Mm -hmm. the Jags are going to the Super Bowl the next year. I mean, it's literally like, no matter what happens, oh man! Did you see what happened with the Jags? Oh, they're going to like okay, sure. Like if 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 the Jags were a baseball team, they'd be the Kansas City Royals. Like every year, people say, "Oh, it's the Royals! Oh, the Royals are loaded. They're about to win." Only the Kansas City Royals actually won something one time. Jags ain't won shit, and they got rid rid of uh, of Joe's boy Jalen Ramsey. Sent him oh, straight to, not the, to uh, I
2: refuse. Yeah. I refuse to touch on that subject. Yeah.
0: So, all right, Joe. Then we're gonna move along. So, we got the NFL draft coming tomorrow. Is that correct? Right, right. Now, this year is gonna be a little bit different because obviously everybody's on lockdown. So, um, can you explain to us how are they planning to carry this out? So, what are they doing?
2: You know, they're gonna do, You know, they're gonna run it as a. It's essentially a fantasy football draft. You know, interesting. These guys are, yeah. these guys are gonna be in their house. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna and and you know try to run it the best they can being away from everybody you know they're going to have phone phone lines set up you know whatever i think yeah. i think it's going to be i think it's going to create a little chaos that's my personal opinion yeah the the mock draft they did or the the trial run had some problems
0: that's what i heard i did hear that yep
2: but uh you know it's 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 what we got right now and it's yeah. And it's and it's it's important to the to the country. It's important to the sports fans. Like we need that. Like the draft is, it's important. I'm glad I'm glad they're doing it the way they're doing it. You know, it sucks. I should be I should be out there with you right now. That's but, right. You know, obviously we're stuck. So
0: yeah, you know. that's right. So what happens is
2: that the draft was originally
0: scheduled to be a grandiose experience in Las Vegas, where the draft pick been taken by boat to a stage on the Bellagio fountain, and now you're doing basements. However, you know, whatever, you're still going to become a millionaire. So there's too, too sour.
2: Right. But, but I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, Hey, as long as everybody's staying safe and Hey, we could we get through this, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, do you think the, the season's going to start on time?
2: Um, you know, I do. But um, all right. Let me let me let me rephrase that a little bit. I think I think there's a possibility possibility the preseason go what goes ahead and gets cut this year. I think it, you know, or or half of it, you know, because they're not there's not going to be enough time of training. Like you saw today, right. that uh, Sean Payton and the Saints canceled their virtual, you know, off season, like everybody else is doing. So you know, okay. and he says he expects his players to come in, you know, tip top shape. You know, and yeah. you know these young guys. You know they're they're not used to this NFL. You know, training. So, right. You know, yeah, it's
0: going to take them time play. to get to get acclimated.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different for a lot of people. Like, you know, I feel bad. You know, I hate it. I hate it for Joe Burrow. I hate it for Chase Young. I hate it for the guys that don't get that experience. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. The, the rookies coming in, obviously, that's the most important for them is the preseason. Yeah. However. Just like everybody else, uh, they're going to have to uh, acclimate, right? You make some changes. Uh, I think they'll be right. Now, everybody, you know, the NFL draft is a huge, huge thing. Matter of fact, one of my pet peeves is Joe, um, you know, calling me, texting me, in in may or you know april or, or february about something about the draft and i'm like joe i really could give two fucks about the draft right now however yeah. he's the big draft guy lots of people are big into the draft and that's why we got him on the show they, they do they, these mock drafts out there so we're gonna go right into it And joe i want you to uh, go over the top 10 picks with us and tell us a little bit about what you think um is coming who's going to be drafted and maybe some possible trades that you foresee is that all right with you
2: yeah, it's fun. All right, so the draft is Christmas Eve to me. It's okay. always, uh, you know, it's always something I look forward to.
0: Good way to preface that for
2: sure. So it's you know it's it's you know you know it sucks this year because you know we me and my brother we usually got on the stadium and go to the draft party and and just have a good time and you know so this year we're gonna have to do it a little bit different, mm-hmm. but um, I- you know as far as. <laughs> Hold on. I got my brother over here trying to get in. <laughs>
0: say what's up to Matt for me, Matty
2: Browder out there. Hey, you say what's up, buddy? My but, Florida uh, boys. You, know, I think, you know, this is going to be an interesting interesting situation because you have, you know, the communication is going to be less. It's not going to be as you're not going to have 10 people in the war room. You're not going to have, you know, your normal situation.
0: You know. Yeah, so me and you were just talking about that earlier before we get into this, and you, me and you agree, and we think uh, the GMs are going to start sipping some of that cognac, some of that whiskey a little bit earlier during the day, sipping on some of those cigars. Maybe, taking a, maybe pop maybe a couple of those like Pop a couple of Perks, started. a couple of Oxys. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be feeling real good trying to do some yeah. trades here and there. All right, so let's get into it then. Now, um, by the way, I know that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of betting angles that go on. Uh, me personally, um, I don't get involved just because they limit the action. And, you know, also, I don't really follow it that close. But anyway, I do know that the gamblers are out there betting. So maybe if you want to touch on some of that later, um, let me know. We'll maybe ask you what you
2: think uh, your your top betting prop would be for the draft. Right, right. Um, okay. So, you know, to start with, you know, I to, in my personal, my personal thought, my personal opinion, Cincinnati has zero interest in moving. Joe Burrow is the guy. He's going okay. first. I think – and and this is hard for me to say, but I think he's an Andrew Luck talent. I think he's mm. a no think Absolutely. I, I think he's, you know, he's a generational player. Absolutely. Uh,
0: By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Cincinnati Bengals with the number one pick in the draft. Um, as it stands right now, we think uh, Joe Burrow from LSU quarterback, a straight stud, um, yeah. did his absolute thing, balled out of control. Uh, his senior year, uh, we think he'll be going number one uh, overall to the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Yes, I mean I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine honestly a situation where that wasn't the case. Um,
0: deal. Good. Moving on. Who's number two?
2: Um, I'm gonna go. All right. So this is where it gets weird for me. Um, I think I think there's gonna be a trade with the Redskins. I think they're gonna get a, a you know a pretty good haul you know i'm not i don't really want to speculate on well,
0: that's what we're here to do speculate all you
2: want well, it could come from miami it could okay. come from um, it could come from the chargers um, Okay. It, it depends you know you who do you like better tua or herbert you okay. know I, so, I think tua i think so tua is the quarterback and i think tua you know he is the second best quarterback in the draft Okay. Um, and if 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 i had to you know my my personal you know, speculation would be that the Chargers or the Dolphins fight to get in that second spot.
0: Oh, so Take you're saying that the Dolphins or the Chargers would trade up. So Washington Redskins have the second pick of the NFL draft. And you're yes. saying the Dolphins or Chargers might pick up trade to get Tua to at number two.
2: Yep.
0: Interesting. Okay, very good. So uh, Bengals have the first pick. You got Joe Burrow. Two, you look for a possible trade with uh, uh, Tua, who's the stud Alabama quarterback, obviously went through a gruesome injury his senior year, or his last season, uh, right. but uh, this guy can ball out, and with modern medicine and surgery stuff like that, I expect him to come and be a beast as well. So that's number right. two. Who do we got picking at number three?
2: All right, so we got Detroit at number three. So the Detroit Lions. I put I put some thought into it. Um, you know, um, the Ohio State linebacker Akuda. I thought he would be. You know a lock there,
0: right? Yeah, we I've
2: heard a lot about that guy. He he seems to be a really
0: really uh, high pick for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I but um, I think the Lions go ahead and, and uh, get back to the days you know where they had Sue big defensive line, and I think yeah. they take Derek Brown.
0: Yeah. So you don't think they're going to take the linebacker? You're going to think that you think they take a DB or a D uh, defensive I think, end?
2: I think. Well, I I think they're going to go Derek Brown. Um poor because, because he's he's from Auburn, big guy, huge defensive okay. tackle. Okay. Very comparable to back in the day. And you know, you've already let let list the listeners know I'm a Jags fan. Very right. comparable to John Henderson. Um, okay. so so at this point, like and and once again, I think the Lions are gonna hold the most trade value because at that point in time. Those quarterbacks are going to be gone, and you're going to have Chase Young on the board still. You're going to have the cornerback Jeff Kuda on the board still. You're going to have all the offensive tackles on the board still. So, okay. but I think you know it's it'd be tough with you know if, if them if they stay put. I'm going I'm going to stick with Derek Brown because I need okay. to build that lineup. They're, the okay. Lions are a team they're going to go – they're going to start – they're going to start the rebuild probably next, this year to end to next year. They're going to build the front, get heavy on the front, offensively and defensively.
0: Okay, fair enough. Now, you oh. know, me being a Bears fan, uh, Sip too, I think maybe he didn't change his, his um, you know, his fandom yet. But, uh, you know, we obviously care less of what the Lions do. Sure. Uh, you know it ain't shit to us, but anyway, Lions are at number three. Uh, now who's at number four? The Giants. All
2: right, so here, all right, so here's 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 where shit's gonna get crazy. All right, so at this point, you still have Chase Young on the board. Who's Born Chase Young? Trade. Explain that to me. Who's Chase Young? Chase Young's the best best player in the draft. What who what uh, position and what, what school do he play at? At Ohio State.
0: Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he's.
2: Okay. I mean, he is. He's the best player in the draft. Now, um, what position?
0: Uh, defensive oh, is that end. the court Okay,
2: defensive end. Gotcha.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah gotcha. Okay. So,
2: if the like I said, if the Lions, I, I believe, like I said, if the pick's made, I think they're going to take the defensive tackle.
0: Right. Gotcha.
2: Um, I think that's going to be this. Like I said, if the QBs go one and two, and I, and I stand strongly about this, if they go one and two. The rest of the draft is gonna be complete mayhem.
0: Okay, now let me have, ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
2: The off you know, you're gonna have, you know, sorry, so you got you got Tua, you got Burrow off the board, you got Derek Brown off the board, you still have Chase Young on the board. And like I said, we're at, so we're at the Giants pick. Uh this is where I think the Jags get involved.
0: Um or you mean at the Dolphins at number five or at number four?
2: No, we're at number four with the Giants. Okay. This is where I think the Jags get involved. The Giants have shown, um, you know, pretty decent interest in Yannick and Gokwe. Okay. Obviously, he doesn't want to be here anymore. He's probably not going to play another snap for us ever. And just
0: for the audience, what position is he And He plays Defense for the Jaguars. In. Defense, Defense in.
2: He, We, You know, what was he, a fourth-round pick?
0: Man, I don't know what it is about Jacksonville, but everybody wants to leave that motherfucker. God well, damn. it.
2: Like, well, I think I think, and we're not going to get into it tonight. We'll save this for for tomorrow. Tomorrow's little touch. Fair but enough. I think Fournette, I think Fournette's gone this weekend. I think.
0: Fournette's gone. You did text me and say he could be coming to the Raiders, didn't
2: you? Oh
0: no! I think
2: I think Fournette. I think by the end of the weekend, I think Fournette will be gone. Where do you think he might be going? Um, Tampa Bay. Wow.
0: Wow. By the way, we're going to touch on that here in a little bit, too. I'm glad you reminded me. Now, yeah. um, now, what do you think could happen between the um, – what do you think could be
2: happening between the Jags and the Giants? Okay, so it, let's say Yannick Ngakwe was involved. Um, if the Giants make the pick, before we get into the trade talk, if the Giants make the pick, I think they take uh, Willis from, uh, from Alabama. He's an offensive tackle. Okay. I think he's the best offensive tackle in the draft. And if yep. you're going to build around your young quarterback that you took last year, Daniel Jones, I think you're going to, uh, you know, what's, what's the most important thing to do? Protect the man.
0: Right. Quick question. Did Eli get traded somewhere or did he retire?
2: Eli, yeah, he's, he's sleep. He retired. He's oh, taking okay. naps. He's taking naps. Poor Eli.
0: All right, man. So, go ahead. Sorry about that. <laughs>
2: Him, him, and peyton are about to just golf. By the okay. way, did we, speaking of that, did we see that? Did we? How, what do we think about that information about the Tiger Woods versus uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning golf tournament?
0: And, and I mean, I already did. They did they ever have the? They did have the the Phil versus Tiger. That was last year, I think, on Thanksgiving. No, yeah, right.
2: But now they added. Now they added. Tom
0: Brady and, and, and I could really and, talk about Tom Brady and payment. Well, I don't know. I don't. That'll be maybe, fun though. Like, maybe when it. they maybe when they retire, man. I don't. Want, Tom needs to retire first, and then he can go play play them fools. Hey. Now, hold on. Let's get back to the to the draft. So, all um, right. Okay. So you got you got Giants uh, with that with that possible so, trade. All now. right. No
2: trade. No trade. I have the Giants taking Willis um, offensive
0: tackle from Alabama. Okay, and then to finish out the top five. What could uh, – who's got number five pick?
2: Well, it would have been the Dolphins. So, it'd the they Reds- trade it. so trade the it would be the Redskins. So, the Redskins would
0: now get that pick if they traded, technically. Yep. Yep. Okay. And what would they might look to do at number five if they were to trade uh, with the Dolphins for the number two pick?
2: That's going to – they're going to get their guy they wanted it too. They're going to
0: get Young. Oh, Okay. Gotcha. So he's sitting there from Ohio State. Very good. Very good. Now,
2: um, I got to – so that
0: rounds out the, the top five. Now, I got to ask you, what do you think uh, and also what would you prefer being a Jags fan? What would you like to see as far as uh, the Jaguars fans franchise is concerned?
2: All right. So, so for pick nine, based off of what I have, my gut wants to say Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. We're not in the situation to draft Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. So, based off of what we we've discussed, um, I think with the nine pick the Jags go ahead and take the corner because remember he you know he didn't uh-huh. go the trade uh, Akuda from Ohio State. And then I think if we hold our twentieth pick, I think and if this this will be great, we go ahead and draft the defensive tackle that we want, which would be Javon Kinlaw
0: from South Downward. Carolina. South Carolina, what position?
2: Defensive tackle.
0: Okay, very good. Now I want all the fans out there that listen to this. You know, I want you to hit us up. Hit us up on the on the email sportsbettingpodus.gmail.com, at gmail dot com and let us know what you think of uh, Joe Broder's uh, our NFL draft correspondent, but also our official Jaguars correspondent. And let us know what you think about what he thinks the Jacks should do. Maybe what you think they should do. Uh, now, uh, Joe, obviously you being a um, a big gambler like myself, mm-hmm. um, are some some props you think uh, that, that would be uh, tasty to take as far as if someone was looking to make a play before the draft starts
2: tomorrow? Uh, let's see, let's see. If I had to, if I had to do talk, all right, say we're talking obviously,
0: exactly. yeah, obviously Joe Burrow going number one is is probably about the most you know square, yeah, square no, player yeah, on the board. I not
2: ima- huh? I can I honestly cannot imagine. A situation that doesn't happen. Um, a prop bet, I don't know if this is live or not. Um, and me being a local guy, at the end of the night, I think the Jags take Here we three go. Runs. Here we go. I think the Jags take tomorrow night. What is it? <laughs> Wait, what does
0: it say one more time?
2: I think the Jags take three first-round picks tomorrow night. Oh,
0: wow. Very nice. Okay. Three first-round picks. I just wrote that down. Yep. Um, picks. All right, man. So, well, dude, listen. That's it. There. I do appreciate you coming with us. I want to ask you before you get out of here. Um, any other predictions? Anything else you want to say as far as what the draft has in store and what the upcoming season has in store? I'm sure we'll talk to you again before the season starts.
2: I, I I do want to say I think you know this. This is going to be with you know with the situation at hand. You know everybody, you know kind of locked down and where the draft's happening. I think we will see. I don't have a number in front of me, um, but I think we'll see a record number of active players traded for draft picks throughout this Interesting. entire
0: game. Record number of active players traded. I think, I Interesting. Think
2: be, I think there'll be more players traded in this draft than we've seen in the past.
0: You heard it there first, ladies and gentlemen. Joe, I really appreciate it. Guys, if you're out there, if you want to follow along, he can be found on Twitter at Ultra Sports Joe. Um, and we'll definitely be talking to you again soon, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for having me, guys.
0: All right, brother. Talk soon.
2: Yes, sir.
1: Hey, we didn't, so, even, we didn't even talk about how Nick Foles is now the Bears quarterback. Uh oh. That is, that is correct.
0: So I'll tell you what. Um, we got Nick Foles. We do need to touch on the Bears, obviously. That's, I'm just that's saying, he's talking be all
1: that. He talking all that Jags talk, you know. Jags like... talk. Uh, Joe, are you, Joe, are you still on
2: the line? Here, bring me back.
0: I got this. All yeah, right. Yeah. So, what do you think about about
2: uh, us getting big dick Nick on the Bears? I think I think what the Bears did was awesome. um, <laughs> excellent. Um, I think Nick Foles will be your starter game one, and if you can, if you can get the man healthy. You got your quarterback. Nick Foles, game one. I, what do you I, think, Nick Foles, game one? Hey. Nick Foles, game one.
1: Hey, we got two half-decent quarterbacks combined, give or take, a game here or two, switching it back and forth, you know. Yeah, we're, a def- you know we're a defensive team, look, right? Look,
2: look, I live through the Bortles area, or, or era, excuse me, not area. <laughs> uh, and uh, Trubisky has a lot of, it, um, you know, similar uh, traits. Right. So, like I said, yeah. I, th- I think Foles comes yeah. in there. I mean, yeah. look, Foles, hey, Foles is a good man. He's 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 got his head in the right place, and I, I think I think he comes in there and does work for you. He plays well with your coach. He knows your listen. coach well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm counting on Super Bowl. Nothing, nothing. Listen, listen.
0: <laughs> I think I think you know they really kind of screwed this up. Trubisky. Like, okay, then you shouldn't have drafted him. The guy hasn't really been given a chance. You know what I mean? Like, there was other problems there, not just him. So, I personally think you don't want to – then we put Nick Foles in, and then what if he screws up? Well, then Trubisky's head is all the way gone. And to believe it or not, I know people say, oh, well, Nick Foles is making way too much money, and this and that. Remember, he did everything he did as a backup. Coming in to save the day, when he got the wheels, when he got the keys to the car, he didn't do shit. Right, except for get hurt. Is that true or not? In in Jack in
2: Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I mean, look, we've had a busted offensive line since since we Tom got a busted stuff. coaching staff. We got a busted franchise.
0: We had busted. You got busted Nagy. Teams. Look,
2: I'm telling you, Falls Falls had a raw deal here. I mean, Minshew, like, hey, people people yeah. are on the Minshew wagon. Yeah. menchu magic. He's done some good stuff. You know, twenty yeah. what was it? Twenty one touchdowns, six picks. Like, it's pretty fucking good for a. You know, for a guy that came off the bench and that we drafted him in the sixth round. And so, right. you know.
0: Real quick, real quick. How many wins for the Jags next year, this upcoming season?
2: I'd take the under.
0: What is was, the under?
2: It was set Two. at six, and a half, it might have dropped.
0: Two. It was what? <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> no, was no, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not I, arguing SIF with you. Sif sounds like me. That's what I always tell you. I'm going to
0: do three wins this year. I'm going gonna gonna I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna to leave it here. I think the Jags could potentially have the first and second overall pick next year in the in the draft. Which, which means what? Right. That
0: they will have a bad
2: they'll have a that bad means year, the like. Jags that means the Jags go and sixteen and the Rams go like two and fourteen.
0: Okay. Now how many how many wins over under for the Bears?
2: Oof. I got gotcha. you. I'd, I'd said I'd I'd set it myself. Nine and a gotcha half, six, baby. Six and a half. No. Nine and a half, baby. Oh, I'm giving man, so you six. I'm giving you six and a half. Okay, That's six and a half.
0: It. Now last, how many wins over under for the Raiders? Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you, you know. So. Hey, the I, stadium I in think, Vegas alone I mean, gives us three wins. I think I think, Raiders, I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders for it with five hundred. I think they're seven nine between seven and nine, eight and eight. So I, you'd set it at seven, six and a half. Same, same.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Joe. Thanks
0: again. Yes, sir. Thank you, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Joe's out of here.
0: Joe's out of here, but uh, thanks again for my man for stopping by. He is my NFL expert. This guy annoys the shit out of me every summer every offseason telling me every single thing going on with the jags organization i'm like fool i could care less about what's going on with the jags organization and that's some stuff i do not know about i don't know who's being drafted i really could care less to be honest that's why we bring him in but one thing that i do know about and that is the 90s bulls team michael air jordan your airness the great gambler michael mj jordan and uh the documentary that everybody's been waiting on the last dance has finally premiered sip did you get the goosebumps and all nostalgic like i did or did you even watch it i should say
1: i did it was only it was only the first episode right by the way shame
0: on espn bro like, yes, there were people talking about the commercials, so I think that might have been good for them. It worked. But, dude, I do not want to see commercials doing this shit. And then you're <laughs> going to break it. We have to wait every Sunday for two episodes? Come on, dude. Like, I thought it was going to be on Netflix or something. We can just go straight into it. But they're going to string this whole thing out. We ain't got nothing else to do, right? So they said, let's get all of this advertising money that we can. I can't really blame them for that. However, it's not the best fan experience. Now, um, there was two
1: episodes. So did you see both or did you just see one? You know, I got to catch the second one. I only saw one.
0: Yeah, man. See, Fitzsips always doing so many things, so busy. That's sport. We got to get this, man. A little bit more connected in the sports well, world. Well, it was
1: live, too, right? Like, I caught the replay, so I got to catch uh, Sega replay. Got you, got you. Now, um, you know, for
0: those of that haven't heard the show before, just listening, you have two um, Chicago you know, I was born and raised in Chicago. I was born in 1986. It looks like Jordan's first year. So there was the interesting thing about the doc was there's a lot of stuff that, especially in the early stages, that you know I either forgot or didn't remember or didn't know. I wasn't old enough. Um, so with him coming to the Bulls 84, you know I was born in 86, and then obviously he took off um, later. But um, what did you think so far overall, just of the first two episodes?
1: I mean, I thought it was fabulous, right? Like I, I, I was interested to see the beefs, right. The, the, uh, Krauss, right. Beef Mm -hmm. was interesting. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's a funny story. Like I met Phil Jackson once, like Ah. it's cool. Like, um,
0: by the way, that must have been, I wish if I was ever in a room to see Phil Jackson meet Sip,
1: I think that would be an interesting interaction. Dude, right but right. I was but like, an, I was like in eighth grade and one of my, <laughs> like one, of, one of my sick. best friends, it was like his, it was like his, his grandmother's brother. Right. So ah, like okay. his godfather or something. And he had just come back. To Chicago for the first time as the L.A. Lakers coach. Wow! Right. Okay. And so yeah. we came up to the game because that was like a big thing, and he let us come up to his hotel room before what? the before the game. Yeah, and I remember him handing me that playbook. Right. You know how like in the documentary they had like that playbook.
0: Yeah, this text winner. This playbook. thing was
1: like a bible, right? <laughs> and it was all the plays and stuff, and like that alone you know, shows the preparation that went into all of it. And, yeah. you know, that being revolved around the greatest basketball player ever, you know, the Michael Jordan, greatest basketball right?
0: player, yes, yes, yes. You know, um, I don't really know how to – it's tough to really put into words what it was like growing up like that. I mean, the only thing you are really got to say is like uh, – and I wasn't even alive for the Beatles, but I would imagine um, if you're looking at uh, a team – as big as the Beatles worldwide this and this was in our backyard right United Center the old Chicago Stadium right there on Madison west side me and Sid both west side you know what I'm saying 10-15 minutes away from the stadium not really a part of town you really want to be driving through that much if it's not for a game but um, yeah this 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 team was great and then also the fact that they they focused it around the last season which you know I was 12 at the time and I remember because really this this story had come together uh culminated with the first repeat with MJ's dad being murdered him going to play baseball him coming back to say I'm back right the newspaper all it said was I'm back we had Jordan popping back in bro he won two rings now the last season it was like every Chicago fan was just like have to get this. We we need to get this second three P. Jordan deserves it. This team deserves it. And you had that goddamn Utah Jazz, man. Utah fucking jazz was like, man, it was just such a weird thing. All whenever our team would go out there in the playoffs, they'd be getting sick. They'd be having flu. You know, that's why Jordan had to have the flu game because they couldn't even eat the hotel food. And, you know, you got the whole Mormon type of thing going on, the whole vibe. But um, all I remember is that last season, just wanting them to complete that second three-peat so bad. Um, so it's very cool that they focus on that last season and also what you have with with Jerry Reinsdorf and, and Jerry Krause, the owner and GM. Um, it's probably two of the most hated people. Uh, in Chicago. uh, Jerry Reinsdorf also owns the White Sox. I was born and raised a White Sox fan. And besides 2005, um, it's been a really, really tough, tough battle. But um, that documentary is great. We're going to go into that a little bit further, you know, being uh, having firsthand knowledge there, with with the Bulls in Chicago, growing up in that era, I think you'll get um, you get a, a view, an angle of this whole thing that you won't get from any other places. So I look forward to going into that. Um,
1: it is know, something we'll, I'm couple- going to look forward to every Sunday. For oh, I don't know, right. like how many episodes is it? So
0: I think there's ten total.
1: Well, uh, every s- doing- it's almost as good as like a good H- H- HBO show.
0: 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1, Maybe yeah. even
1: better um, shit. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> this story was long overdue. I think they've been going back and forth about releasing it forever. People have been waiting for it forever. They keep moving it back. And obviously now you had the – it absolutely had to go. Now, one thing I hope they get into, I want them to get into, I think you've seen it a little bit. Michael Jordan was perhaps the greatest uh, gambler professional basketball gambler you not on sports but just in this man gambled off the on and off the court like you would never believe he would have uh gambling contests at practice with free throws with three-pointers with all his teammates they'd be gambling on the plane with cards he was uh, notorious to be you know kind of connected to the chicago mob that's a rumor but you know what i mean we all know that Jordan would go out, play golf the, the day before, big game, smoke, stogies, um, gamble, and then go and drop 53 on you the next day. So uh, one of the cool things, because it was early on in my life, was that Boston Celtics series where um, he had just kind of came back from the fracture in his foot and uh, just let them know who he was. You know, he he really hold, held it down for Chicago. Um And, you know, one of the the most, the sad things is, and you can't really blame Reinsdorf, but you have the greatest basketball player to ever exist who put Chicago way on the map, way on the map. To not keep him in some sort of ownership capacity Mm -hmm. past his playing days is sinful, right? And now, you know, I understand it's a business move. You own the team. You're not going to give up your ownership because you know whatever. I, but we see how that turned out. We had there was a point, and I'm not even joking. I live in Las Vegas. Okay, uh, I see every team that plays on a nightly basis. I actually for- forgot the Chicago Bulls were in the league for two years straight about a couple years ago, and I'm not even joking. Like it had got to the point where I haven't even he- I had heard nothing about the Bulls for two years straight, not on ESPN, not in sports. Their games were never on TV. You had, like, Thomas Payne playing, starting at point guard. I said, what the hell is going on around here? But if nothing else, it at least reminds people who the fuck the Chicago Bulls really are and who we were, at least, um, and how Michael Jordan put us on the map. And we will always be grateful for that. Now, I do want to touch on – one of the episodes talked a lot about Scotty, right? And Scotty sat out that last year, and obviously, you know, he came from humble beginnings, Arkansas. He's kind of the glue that kept us together. Um, he he made a lot of sacrifices, but you know, who were we who were we kidding ourselves? He wasn't going to leave the greatest show on earth uh, over a small dispute of money, especially back then when the contracts were nowhere near what they are now. Now. One thing I will tell you all listening is regardless of whatever the fuck Jerry Reinzor or Jerry Krause did to Scotty or gave him, I will guarantee you the city of Chicago has treated Scotty Pippen like royalty from the time he played until he dies. He will always be given the royal treatment and the red carpet anywhere and everywhere in the city of chicago and by chicagoans and that you can take to the bank so um now that that is out the way a couple things that i think are cool for one uh the theme song right the chicago bulls theme song that is the hardest uh intro music you will ever hear matter of fact shout out to worldwide wop on twitter he said uh, he put out a tweet saying something like, man, when they dropped that, that theme, that intro music, the other team was already down 10 points, right? <laughs> they were already, yo, when that theme, that intro music played, you were down 10 points before the game even started. And he, he never lied, bro. That shit was like watching Mike Tyson come to the ring. Like you knew what it was, you know, when, when you were doing that. So that theme music is great. Look it up on YouTube. Um,
1: and then remember also, when Diddy made like a remix to that song? Yeah, probably. I'm trying
0: to think. Uh, yeah, that Bad Boy for Life or something. Yeah, that's like,
1: know. yeah, I always think, of, I mean, it's basically a rip on the the intro, but yeah. it's, it's not bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was on a video game. It was reminds me of home. Yeah, it was on like a boxing video game, I think. Uh, I used to play all the time, like Ali or whatever uh, video game. But um, but also a little known fact is that um, a lot of people, I don't know if you ever heard that story about how how Michael Jordan got cut, right, from his high school team. Yeah. And so the 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 crazy thing about that is that um, what it was – and I always looked it up because at one point in my career, early, like, think eighth grade, I actually got cut from the team or whatever. And then the first thing that people say, I ended up playing that season, but I, I got cut initially. And what they try to tell you to make you feel that, oh, man, Michael Jordan got cut, you know, and look how he turned. So I actually went and looked it up. And the actual truth is that – Michael Jordan was one of the best players in the country as his sophomore year. What he wanted to do was play varsity. So he didn't make varsity. So what did he do? He played junior varsity as a sophomore. He averaged 35 points a game. He was the best player in the country by far that year. And then from that point on, he was literally the best player in the country until, um, you know, later in his career when, when he retired the second
1: time. He also um, grew like six inches that, that oh, summer, that's some true. shit, that's right? True.
0: That's true, right. So not only did, was he balling out, but he also grew a ton to get the varsity as a junior. He was the top player in the country in junior. Senior year, he was recruited to Georgetown uh, or North Carolina, sorry, um, and, you know, the rest is history. It was cool to see some more footage from that game, that national championship game between Georgetown, uh, because we I've only really ever seen that shot, the last, you know, one of the last second shot uh, growing up. So I never actually got to see some more of that footage or hear from from um, Roy Williams, uh, uh, the assistant coach at the time, now the, the current coach of, of the Tar Heels. Um, another thing is that um, people don't know his brother, Larry Jordan. He used to mention his brother all the time, and I remember that as well. And so growing up, I used to, you know, know of Larry Jordan's name just as big as, as Michael Jordan because Mike used to be like, yeah, I got my competitive spirit from playing my brother in the backyard. So that was just a weird thing kind of actually see Larry. I don't even remember what he looked like. So it was just really cool to see all that on the show. Um, coming up, you got the really, really good episodes because – when they get into the Rodman stuff, mm. man, let me tell y'all, dude, like you talk about tabloids and media. This is sports before media.
1: social media, dog, yes. right? Imagine yes. if there were memes and TikToks and stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, Rodman did not give a fuck. When he got there and he balled out, Art City opened up their arms with, you know, we opened up – we gave him the key to the city. Basically, he took full advantage. I mean, this man was at scores strip club night before the game. Then, at one point after the first chip, my man would just disappear, bro, and we wouldn't hear from him. He came back wearing wedding dresses with Mary and Madonna, and shit. And we like, wow, these motherfuckers are wilding. But let's go ahead and get this chip. So that's exactly what they did. I cannot wait to see uh, the rest of the episodes as they come out. I will go ahead and try to, uh, you know, bring out some more uh, stuff that you wouldn't know that you're not going to see, and I'll tie it all together as far as how it um, plays out on the docu series. But, ladies and gentlemen, with that said, we are now out of time today. I do appreciate everyone listening again. Please uh, give us a uh, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify if you're so inclined. Please also give a five star review. Um, and yeah, so. We first time we've had really light at the end of the tunnel as I mentioned. We do have sports coming back slowly, uh, but surely. And as more information and more news comes out, especially as it relates to Las Vegas, you will hear it here real and hear it here first. Everyone have a great week. I hope the weather where you are is just as good as it is here in Las Vegas and where our producer is in L.A. And we will talk to you guys soon. Peace.